You're listening to Help for Wounded Spirits with Doug Carriger, recorded at the Your QFM studio in Bemidji, Minnesota. Great to be back with you folks. With me today, a dear friend, a brother, Phil Elke. We're in Bemidji, Minnesota. And the cool thing about Phil is uh, Phil has a radio station here. And uh, right here in Bemidji, it's called UQFM. And I think, Phil, can't they get that by just flipping on a switch or something on the Internet? Absolutely. The best way is to download the app. Go to your app store, look for your QFM, or else go to our website, yourqfm.com. You can live stream it right there. Yeah. yeah, and they and I like apps. Apps will save you. You know, it's it's one of those things where apps will really work. Phil has been a great blessing to our Wounded Spirits community, to folks just like us. We're actually here in town to start a uh, uh, a Wounded Spirits camp and workshop. We're going to be in the Concordia camp, in the Russian camp, probably 20 minutes outside of town here. I think, Phil, I don't know if you're familiar with the area, but that's got to be one of the best-looking camps I've ever seen oh, in my life. It's beautiful. I mean, you're in the North Woods up here. Yeah. I don't live too far from there, and it's just a joy to be out in God's wonderful North yeah. Woods. <laughs> now, now, tell me something, Brother Phil. Have you ever seen a bear out in that neck of the woods? Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So I told, uh, I told my brother, I said, I told Brother Jeff, I said, listen, I'm, I'm a hiker. But I don't hike unless I'm packing. I, yeah, I, yeah. You know, I can't run very fast Not anymore. A bad idea. Yeah. You're going to see plenty of deer, I can tell you that. Yeah. Squirrels are everywhere because we had a good acorn year this year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. no, you're going to love it. It's beautiful. Well, and you know, a couple things about Bemidji that caught my attention is, first of all, we've got this huge statue down here of Paul Bunyan. That's right. And that blue ox. I need to know what's going on with that <laughs> blue ox and Paul Bunyan. Is there a... A uh, legend behind all this? Oh, sure. The legend uh, the legend of Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. He was a giant of a man. He could, you know, take down a forest in record time. It was wow. a lot of logging around here back in the day. Yeah. And, of course, the main thing, Doug, is we are right at the at the beginning of the Mississippi River, the mighty Mississippi. I'm amazed you know? by that. As a matter of fact, I made a Facebook post today yes. that said, Mouth of the Mighty Mississippi. Yeah, Itasca Park, which is just a little bit south of Bemidji, is where the mouth of the river truly is. People come from all over the world to walk across the stones at the mouth of the mighty Mississippi. Yeah. Phil, you've been involved with them. I mean, you've seen things in the ministry that are just yeah. unbelievable. Now, how many radio stations have you worked at, owned, managed? Yeah. This is the only one I've ever owned, but I've worked okay. at a number, started in country radio and then yeah. rock and roll radio. That's where God actually got a hold of me big time, and we started working on Christian radio. And the Christian music was really coming on. Yeah. You know, Michael W. Smith and Amy mm. Grant, mm. Stephen Curtis Chapman, and God opened the doors for us 29 years ago uh, to get QFM started. And it's just been amazing. Uh, wow. This community, it's, you know, too, Doug, that there's no big cities up here. Bemidji right. is 13,000, although there's a lot of people that live within 10 miles. They're out tucked into the woods. Yeah. Uh, and then Grand Forks, we also have that in our market. That's about 60,000. But otherwise, it's farmland. And yeah. so rural, but our listeners are very supportive, and it's a lot of music, but some teaching and that kind of thing as well. A focus on the family, for example. Right. It's just, it's been amazing. God has been faithful all these years. Well, and I can tell, and, and, and just, as, just to your point, you can go 10 minutes from anywhere here in Bemidji, and you feel like you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And just the home, just beautiful country, <laughs> just God's country out here, and just glad to be here. And 
Uh, so, brother, now going back, were you born and raised in this neck of the woods? Or? A little bit south, you yeah. know, more central Minnesota. And I went to uh, just a short broadcasting school, if you will, a tech school, actually a little bit north of here. Mm-hmm. And then my first radio job was right in this area. I uh, thought I'd, you know, when we first got married, go big, get into a big rock and roll station in Grand Forks. Yeah. But then God got, him all, got a hold of me. Uh, I got connected with a uh, African-American brother who was a youth pastor who'd been in the Air Force. Right. And he had a passion for getting radio started. Christian radio started in the market. We thought it was going to be over there. And, you know, by hook or crook, how God works, <laughs> he opened the door and it ended up being back at a... Uh, it started at a little country station that I had worked at previously. Yeah. The owner had a heart attack. He knew me. He said, I know what you're up to. I know you're trying to do this. Why don't you do it here? I'll help you upgrade your power mm-hmm. so you'll cover a big area. And uh, God was in it because now where our tower is located, we reach both Bemidji and Grand Forks, the bigger towns on on each side of our market, yeah. and then everything in between We've been able to kick it up to 100,000 watts, Wow! this FM station, and uh, kind of the rest is history. Now, how are your listeners uh, computer-wise, station-wise, when you're online? What's that like? Do you have a, a large crowd out there online? You know, uh, more so with the app. You know, yeah. nowadays, everybody's got that computer in your pocket, yeah. and it's just so easy to do. And even now with cars going down the road, yes, uh, you know, we've got the Sirius and uh, XM radios, but the trouble with that, it's just sort of a music jukebox. And if you want to stay plugged in yeah. to your local community, if you're on a cross country trip, you can put your phone in your car, turn on the app, and pump that through your car stereo. And uh, it's just really a lot has changed. Certainly, I do yeah. that. Yeah, so I can understand that and see the yeah. benefit. So, Phil, we get started every day. We talk about the word of the day, and I usually just read a verse or something. We talk about how we've seen that affect us personally or people around us. And I came up with the word today of laziness. Mm -hmm. And, uh, boy, us folks with PTSD who have been hurt, who have had our backs up against the wall, we we have a tendency, brother, just to It's It's this weird thing because we're hypervigilant on one side where we're all wound up, got to keep moving. And then when we crash, when we fall, I mean, we just stop. And, uh, you know, the Bible teaches us in whatsoever you do, it says to do haughtily unto the Lord and not us unto men. And, and the thought there is that we should, even in our bad times, is even, even when things aren't going exactly the way we want, the money flows not where we want it, the job flows not where we want it, that we should do whatever we do. Uh, as as strong as we can, as good as yeah. we can. Now, when when you think of laziness, brother Phil, what what comes to your mind? You know, it's easy in this day and age to just get so complacent and yeah. uh, kind of to check out. We can get so frustrated yeah. with our lives these days, and and easy to just say, yeah, I'm just going to stay home. Yeah, you know, where it's comfortable and not engage. But that is. The work of the devil. I really believe that. and I believe you're right. One of the verses that is really our theme verse here at QFM is from Hebrews chapter 12, very famous verses where it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, 
the author and perfecter of our faith. So how do we do that, brother? I, I think that's a great verse. Thank you for sharing that. How do how does somebody run? How do we uh we got this yeah life. Boy, right now, you know, if 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 we're if we're not careful, we can turn on the news and boy we can we can just find ourselves in a funk. So what would you say yeah. to us? What would you say? How do we how do we yeah. roll? You've got to stay in the Word of God. Yeah. You've got to continue to pray. Mm-hmm. And you really need, and I know it's hard for those that might be struggling with PTSD, but to get into a group, in, in my case, of guys yeah. that are plugged in and that will encourage each other. We've got a small group that meets here at QFM every Tuesday morning. We challenge each other, Doug. Yeah. We get out in our community. We do things. We have helped host uh, faith and freedom rallies, just our little group. We uh, have been a leadership group for the March for Jesus in our community. You can't do it alone. If you're going to be an island, you can't do it alone. Even as a couple, it's hard to do alone. You're going to get so tempted. You know, just like the verse said, the sin that so easily entangles us or trips us up. And part of that is shutting us down and not engaging. But if you really, truly stay in the word, and so few people are doing that, Doug. Yeah. You've seen the stats. No, I know. 6% they're saying of people that are regularly in the word of God. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got to fight through that because yeah. God's word is alive and it will encourage you to keep going, to run the race that he has for you. And then you've got to ask God daily, God, what do you want me to do? Hmm. Don't just ask once a month. Daily, God, what would you have me do? And he'll show you. Yeah. He'll and, show you. And, you know, I, I will testify to you Tuesday morning uh, meeting back here. What a, what a great part oh, of it. you came. That's time. right. Uh, yeah. And, and the power of, you know, there's businessmen getting together or yeah. before work, whatever the case may be, people getting together, opening up the Word of God and talking. And, you know, I didn't find, well, you go to this, you know, you go to that in your head, <laughs> you do this. It was more of what can we as men, you know, how can we lift one another up? Yeah. How can we, and we need that today. We yeah. need to lift one another up. There's so many challenges and Hey, listen, folks, we're going to go ahead and let the radio stations do what they do, but we'll be right back with you. So you get together, we, we get, you know, I guess this is a question, Phil. You've been married, you've got kids, you've been through all this. These folks know my opinion. Mm-hmm. Husband and wife, I mean, uh, they get their friends at church, they get their, how can they feed off one another in God's word? And what should a husband and wife focus on in that home, brother? Yeah. Well, depending on your age, because if you're young and you've got a lot of kids, you've got to focus on. God first, but then each other. You really do because, you know, Doug, we desperately need moms and dads raising kids in the nurture and admonition of the Lord these days and engaging them in Scripture. 
getting them to church, getting them involved with other things going on in the community. But if you're, your kids are all gone, and maybe you know you're not totally absorbed in your grandchildren, for example. <laughs> uh, I just want to encourage you: get involved. We were just having this conversation uh, in our our small group. We're using a book called "Endure: Finishing Strong mm. as Men," and we need to. We this retirement thing is for the birds. I yeah. mean, you know, yes, you can slow down. You don't have your nine to five. You can fish a little bit more, but you've got to engage. Because you know, Doug, in Proverbs, wisdom is so important. Well, what happens as we get older? We learn from all the experiences that have happened to us in our life, failures and good things. Mm -hmm. So by the time we're my age, I just turned 62 a couple of days ago, we are wiser. So what do we do with that wisdom? We've got to use it for our communities, for our world. There's people my age running for school boards. We need that right now. We do. We do. You and know, happy so birthday engaged. to you. I was, <laughs> I was about a, a week and a half ago. I turned sixty-one, so I'm right behind you. Yes, there, you brother. are. And, I can uh, see in my rearview mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just just get engaged, having people out yeah. there, and and you know one of the things we tell folks to do that are hurting that you know their life sometimes you know there's so much paranoia. And there's so much insecurity. Uh, boy, the God of this world, the devil, wants to take the hurts, the pain, the PTSD, yeah. and, and he wants to put people in bondage. Yeah. And, and I've seen this, Phil, time and time again, I see these people in bondage. I see people with their lives in, in you know, unbelievable states. You know, they want to lock the door. If they do work, they want to come home, you know, pick the food up to go at a fast food joint or something, shut that door and not open it till they leave for work the yeah. next day. And, you know, and, and I find that marriages look like that too, brother. You yeah. know what I mean? After you, if you get to that point, if you're lucky enough to find someone to marry you, boy, you bring down your wife or your husband and your kids. You know, it's, it's you know, hurt and pain uh, are not something that's easily got over. Obviously no, we understand it's, it's that, not, yeah. but boy, you can pass that generational thing on brother. And, uh, I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you can have a house full of bitter people. And, uh, so how, how would, in your thought, and I, I'm, and again, I should mm-hmm. tell everybody that I walked in here exactly at 1300 hours and we're sitting here just a few minutes after that, <laughs> having a conversation. So there, there was no preliminary. So anything I ask uh, Phil, is right. just at the, the grace of, of Phil being able to answer this, but how would you tell somebody, you say, you know, we're, we're bitter, we're, you know, we're mad at this person. We're mad at that person. We're in the word of God. What are we doing wrong? Yeah. I mean, how do, how do we bounce out of that? Yeah. Well, I think, and I've said this to, uh, I've said this to my adult children. I've said it to others. Try to find something for the kingdom. Yeah. And I look around. I've got a good friend who's 69, mm. and he's been through some things. He volunteers at the local women's pregnancy center. What a blessing. And he helps with some of the dads, you know, that were involved in a crisis pregnancy. We've got several uh, schools, Christian schools in our area. They desperately need help with a variety of things. If it's just maintenance or with fundraising or whatever, there's, there's things out there. And uh, I just was reading an article today encouraging followers of Jesus to, to get engaged even in the political realm at one level or another because yeah. the world needs us. The world needs us. And a lot of people who maybe gone through hard things, I think about veterans, you know, why did they enlist in the military? Because the world needed them. 
And that felt good. You were in the military, Doug. I, yes, I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But you answered that call, which is an amazing thing. Try to get back to that feeling. The world needs people who have a foundation of Jesus Christ in their life mm-hmm. because you're, 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 you're wise, you've got joy, you've got skills, God is with you, you're not... Uh, you know, you're, you're going to be able to treat people with integrity, that kind of thing. The world needs you. Yeah. So if you can grab onto that sense that the world needs me, bust out of that complacency or whatever it is that's so easily entangling you, try to anyway, and find something to plug into. Obviously, the church. You know, there's a lot of needs in the church. I've got a very good pastor friend that comes on the air with me every week. Yeah. And he, his church... He gets people involved. Yeah, and, and you got to wow. You, it's you, awesome. you know, and, and sometimes in church you got to be voluntold. That's the exactly. same thing we had in the military. You know, <laughs> in the military you were voluntold. You know, it's like it's like, hey, Sergeant Major, we need ten volunteers. So I'd go down and say, you're voluntold. You're, you know, yeah. I do my head count there. It's your turn. Your turn. Your turn. Yeah. Move out. But here's the thing. I I like what you said. You know, part of healing is helping. Yes. Part of uh, making a difference is changing you because it changes your perspective. You know, if we're not careful, and in my case, I'll give you a for instance. So in my case, during the last elections in 2020 and stuff, I I shut down, man. I was there watching Fox News. I was doing all this. And Mm -hmm. two or three days of this, brother, I'll just be honest with you. I woke up one day and, and the Holy Spirit of God just slapped me around and said, cut it out. Yeah. You know, you you've got it's something to do. you've got something to do. Shut yeah. off the TV and and do what I've told you to do. And you know, when I start helping people, when God allows this great thing that God allows you to do here in the radio yeah. station, this great thing that we do when we work out of our churches, is making a difference uh, in any small way we can. God can use that. Amen. And we don't do it for accolades. We 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 don't do it for riches here on earth. We we do it for the other person. You know that other yeah. guy or gal who's down on their luck. Who's, you know, I was talking to a lady with my wife uh, just not too long ago, and man, her life's upside down, brother. If anything, if anything could go wrong with a young lady, it's went wrong with this lady. And uh, this is back a week or two, but vividly I can remember because I've had a hundred conversations like this and. But, you know, we're talking about just abuse as a child, abuse when she moved so she wouldn't be abused, abuse when she moved to a Christian facility so she wouldn't be abused. Life's upside down. Her her world's crazy. But she got to the point where God, we've been counseling with her and talking with her, where God allowed her to go toe-and-toe on the line with people who heard her and just report to the police. And, and she told me, she said, you know, Brother Doug, my voice was shaking. My heart was, man, when I, when I left that bondage, when God allowed me to stand in front of a police officer and say, these people raped me, and not only did they rape me, they raped these other girls. Yeah. And, and she said, boy, did that change my life. Wow. And I said, well, I'm just, I'm just glad you should. She said, no, I wouldn't have done that without you and your wife. Mm. Well, I'm here to tell you, we didn't do anything short of God saying, talk to this girl, help her out. And we're mandated reporters. So I said, you know, I told her before we even had a conversation, I said, before we go any further, I want you to know that we're mandated reporters. We're required not only by Romans 13, but by state law throughout the country to turn in somebody who's been hurt, going to be hurt, could be hurt, or your neighbor could be hurt, whatever the case may be. And uh, I said, so if you report anything to me, either you or I need to get on the phone with the police immediately and I need to document that because I don't want you to be hurt anymore and I don't want anyone else to hurt. But she said this to me and, and any of us could do this. Yeah. We just listened to her. 
you know, we just offered emotional support, listened to her, talked to her, shared some Bible verses with her. And she said, you know, Brother Doug, when I stood on that line and I said, sir, I've been raped. And they took me in and they listened to me and cared about me and got ladies to work with me. She said, it changed my entire life. She wow. said, my entire trajectory changed when I stood on that line. She said, my voice shook. She said, I almost passed out. My heart was breaking. I was crying. But she said, I, and, and I'll never forget this. She said, but I got to watch. I got to watch the police take this guy away who's hurt me and so many others. And uh, she said that, you know, and, and so, folks, I just want to say this to you, and I know we're winding down fast, but don't worry, Brother Phil, and uh, your QFM will be back with us tomorrow as well. But I just want to say to you, listen, uh, you know, God will help you. You can trust him, and uh, you can call those police. You can make those reports. And also, those of you who are thinking about this, volunteer. Be that guy or that gal, or my wife and I usually do it together where we're on the phone with somebody saying, listen, it's going to be all right. you got a great yeah. God, and he loves you, and he's going to take care of you, and he's looking forward to taking care of you, and your voice is going to be shaky. You're going to stand on that line. Your heart's going to be breaking. Your body's going to be leaking water. But praise God Almighty, the bondage will come off, and uh, you can trust the great God. Well, we sure do love you, folks, and look forward to having you back again tomorrow. May God bless you. Thank you.